Ain't God good to us? Feel so blessed today. Thank God for 55 children and teachers next door. Amen. Fellowship Hall. Having children's church next door. Amen. I hope they all get the Holy Ghost all over again. Praise God. Thank the Lord. Well, everybody say he's alive. You got your Bible, Luke, the 24th chapter. Amen. In the first verse. I know it's somewhat crowded in here. I got I got good news. This will be our last Easter in this building. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Thank the Lord. You have so much room you ain't gonna know what to do for a minute. Praise God. Right up until we fill it up. Amen. Luke 24 and 1. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not. Everybody say they found not. They found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed that they're about. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. As they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Hallelujah. Why are you looking for somebody that's alive in a tomb? He's not here, but is risen. He said, remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. That ain't where the story ends. But there's going to be a third day. There's going to be a Sunday morning that he's going to rise again. Hallelujah. 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 And when they heard the words, when they heard what the two men, the two angels said, they remembered Jesus' words. Amen. And I want to preach for just a little while in search of the living God. Amen. We're looking for the living God. Hallelujah. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Lift your voices to God. Come on, why don't you cry out to Him in the name of Jesus. We need you in this place. Hallelujah, we love you, God. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray right now. We need a, a great anointing to fall upon this house. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. We honor you. Thank you for never giving up on us, God. Thank you for strengthening us, God. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. Now everybody put your hands together in a way of worship. Oh, hallelujah, 
love you, we love you, we love you. Hallelujah, amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen. I want to preach in search. Everybody say, in search of the living God. Amen. We're not serving a dead God. I said we're not serving a dead God. Amen. But we're serving a living God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord's Supper and the betrayal of Jesus happened on uh, a Thursday when he, he took the bread and took the juice and gave it to his disciples. Man, it was on that same day that Judas would betray the Savior. The next day would be Friday, and that's when the, the awful story of the crucifixion, the awful pain that they put Jesus Christ through and he, as he hung on the cross and died and gave his last drop of blood, his last breath. He gave everything for his people. The very next day was a Saturday and so the chief priests, that's what the Bible says, the chief priests and the Pharisees came together unto Pilate saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said while he was yet alive, they were calling Jesus a deceiver. Man, ain't it amazing how mixed up religious people can get sometimes. He said, after three days I will rise again. So they said, command therefore that the sepulcher be made sure. They wanted, to, they wanted to seal it off until the third day. This is the reason they wanted to do it. They said, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, he is risen from the dead. So the last error should be worse than the first. So Pilate said unto them, ye have a watch. Go your way. Make it as sure as ye can. In other words, seal that tomb up as good as you know how to do it and make sure that they can't get in. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, is what the Bible said, sealing the stone and setting a watch. Amen. This was Saturday. I'll just go ahead and tell you, it don't matter, amen, how hard they try. Hallelujah. Amen, I, I don't care what hoops they jump through to try to keep you from getting to God. Hallelujah. Amen, they can't stop you. So the story we read about in this text was early on Sunday morning. It was the first day of the week and uh, the account of Mark, this is how he described it. He said when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun, and they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? Amen. Praise God. I want to preach to this wonderful congregation today, amen, and I want to tell you that in your search for Jesus, there are going to be obstacles that try to get in your way. In this story, it was the Pharisees, it was the chief priest, it was Pilate, 
who conjure up this idea. We want to seal off the access from Jesus and the ones that are looking for Jesus. Amen. If you want to know what the devil does all day long, this is what he does. He's trying to think of a way to keep you from getting to where Jesus is. Amen. We're not ignorant of the devil's devices. Amen. We need to get wise as the people of God and know there's something that don't want me to get to him. And if something don't want me to get to him, I'm going to make sure I get there. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So they said, let us seal the stone. Let us put guards there. My Lord, Pastor, we can't go to church. The guards are there. Man, we got COVID. They won't let us go to church. Well, praise God. Praise God. Amen. Let them swap COVID if they want to. or Their next little round they'll come up with. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Devil, you're a liar. Hallelujah. Boy, I feel faith rising in this place. Hallelujah. Man, in your search to find Jesus, you will find that your very own reasoning will put barricades up in front of you. Your very own mind will put up barricades in front of you and tell you, uh, there's no way you can get there. Man, the devil will put fears in you about you will not ever be able to touch Jesus. He'll use your family to tell you you can't ever get there. He'll use friends to tell you you can't ever get there. Amen. But he sent a pastor this morning to tell you that if you want to get there, If it's in your heart to really get there, you can get there. Well, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So people will look at all these obstacles that are brought about, maybe even in their own mind, and maybe even brought about by the devil or somebody he's using, and they'll just, begin to ponder on them about why I cannot reach Jesus. Amen. I've heard people talk to me and they come explain to me why they cannot get a breakthrough. And I very compassionately try to keep my mouth shut for a little while. Amen. And just try to give positive reinforcement to And not tell people, you're just listening to the wrong voice is what you're doing. If you're listening to the devil, you'll never get a breakthrough. My Lord, I feel something rising in this house. Hallelujah. It was Mary Magdalene was one of them. Amen. She was one of them that was... That morning saying, uh, uh, I'm going to go to where he is. But she knew there was a problem. You know what was special about Mary Magdalene? At one time in her life, she had seven devils in her. Uh, well, <laughs> amen. She was locked up with seven devils. Uh, 
But a man named Jesus walked up to her one day uh, and said, devil, you got to come out. Uh, I've got to work for her. Uh, I got a future for her. Uh, I got a life for her. Hey, don't give up on anybody. I said, don't give up on anybody. I don't care how low it looks like they are. I don't matter how bound it looks like they are. When Jesus walks in, uh, he can... Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together. Hallelujah. Mary Magdalene was in the crowd that morning, and there was another lady named Mary. I think everybody in the New Testament was named Mary. That's what I've just about figured out. They're on the way, and they know we want to get to where Jesus is, but they're talking among themselves. They knew there was an obstacle in the way. But it didn't stop them from going. And on the way, they begin to talk. I wonder who's going to roll the stone away for us. Praise God. You know what they were doing? They were admitting in their own mind, there's an obstacle bigger than I can push that's standing between me and where Jesus is. Amen. One of the greatest days of your life is when you finally admit something's going to have to help me. I can't do this all by myself. <laughs> Tell you, if you try to do it by yourself, you're going to be a miserable person because uh, it ain't going to work. And so they just start walking that way. Some people, when they got an obstacle, this is what they do. <laughs> and they start texting the past. And texting all their friends. You know, that person looked at me funny last Sunday. Praise God. You know what? Everybody's got obstacles in front of them. So what are you going to do with your obstacle? I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to start walking that way. I'm walking that way right now. I don't know how to do this, but I know if I just keep on walking, God is going to work it out. Hallelujah. We're going to make a liar out of the devil before we leave today. Hallelujah. Amen. The interesting thing is that they had something in their hand. Praise God. Praise the Lord. They weren't just going to the grave to tell a sad story. But they had what they called spices that had aroma. It was an incense, if you want to call it that. Let me tell you about incense. It's always been a type and a shadow of prayer and praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You want to get some obstacles out of the way? Quit pouting. Quit moping. And start praising. 
as you walk to where you think he is. Pull your praise out of your pocket. Say, I ain't got much. Boy, I feel like preaching right now. Amen. There's people in this church, if you just get out of your depression right now and you would let some praise out of your mouth and say, God, you've been good to me. God, God, you helped me. God, you strengthened me. You know what would happen? Some things would start moving in your life. One, two, three. About 20% of the people believe that. Come on, I'm going to preach to you, church. You got to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. If you start praising him, things will start shaking loose. Hallelujah. I don't know how many times I... Seen people that needed a touch of God. They wanted it so bad, but they just sit there like a knot on a log. I'll never forget, I was preaching out one weekend, and, and uh, I won't tell you where it was, but, but I was preaching, and I'm used to hot springs. And I preached my heart out on Sunday morning, and they just patted cake for Jesus, said that was real good come Sunday night I said God if they don't move I'm going to make them move you going to make them or I'm going to make them I started preaching my heart out how God can do anything and they just sat there and looked at me you know what they were looking at obstacles everybody would love to be free nobody wants to go to hell Everybody wants liberty in their heart. And I started preaching and they just sat there again. So praise God. So I really started preaching then. Praise God. I got off of my subject for a little while. I said, you know what's wrong with y'all? I looked over at the pastor and he's like, that I ain't taking a check anyway. I'm going home. My people take care of me. I said, you know what's wrong with y'all? You ain't nothing but a bunch of knots on a log. And the reason your children are messed up is because you're a knot on a log. About that time... About that time, one woman jumped up and down, uh, started running the aisles and speaking in tongues, uh, and then another started, uh, and then another, and everybody. People got the Holy Ghost. Uh, We were casting devils out. Uh, People were getting healed. Uh, But you got to get past your obstacle. You got to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That ain't what I come to preach about, but that's good stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So they got their praise. 
they got their prayer and they just started heading to where Jesus was knowing I got an obstacle but knowing I'm going to give it all I got you at least ought to go home knowing you gave it all you had if it don't happen at least knowing your heart I did all I could do I tried all I could try Hallelujah. Praise God. They just started walking to where he was. Something amazing happens though. When people just make up their mind. I'm going to ignore everything that's against me. I'm going to ignore the fact I'm in depression. I'm going to ignore the fact that my past is kind of sketchy. I'm going to ignore the fact that I failed him many times. I'm going to ignore the fact that I ain't done right. I'm going to ignore the fact that I ain't what I think I ought to be yet. A miracle, a miracle happened. Praise God. You want a miracle to happen in your life? Hallelujah. You think you get tired of coming and leaving the same? You ought to look at how I feel. Watching you come in and leaving the same. When I know there's enough power in this house to break every chain, to tear down every stronghold, to heal every disease. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm not going to pay attention to the obstacle. I'm going to head toward him. When they started heading toward him, this is what the Bible said. When they got there, they found that the stone was rolled away from the sepulcher. Praise God. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Amen. A miracle happened. The stone was rolled away. They walk in, and he wasn't there. Came to pass as they were much perplexed. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? See, they had the mindset I got this praise and I'm going to walk in and I'm going to put it on the dead body of Jesus Christ. Amen. We got to change the mentality of people. 
tell you, you're not going to find a living God in a tomb. You're not going to find the living God in the dead places. The angel said, why are you looking for the living God out here in a graveyard? Hallelujah. You know what? There's thousands of people this morning. They've got some praise in their hand. And they're walking into dead churches. And they're just doing it in honor of a dead man. Not realizing you ain't going to find nothing there in a dead place. But if you want to find Jesus, you got to go to where the living are. (laughs) They're looking for Jesus in dead places. That's why I always say, just say no to dead church. You're not going to walk up in a tomb and find uh, Jesus wrapped in clothing and wrapped in dead. And yet this morning, they're all over the world. And they're walking in and they're taking dead sacraments. They're getting splashed with dead water. Come on, I'm going to preach a little while. They're reading poems to Jesus. I accept Christ as my personal Savior. Poof. You're not going to find him in dead stuff. I'm kind of quiet in the house now. You're not going to find him in the traditions of men. The Pharisees never found him. They were wanting to hide him from the people. They're doing things to, to honor a dead man. They're in churches everywhere. They got flags in the yard. They're looking for eggs on the ground, I guess, to honor a dead. I don't know what they're doing. They're looking in all directions trying to find where he's at, but they're in a tomb. They're in dead religion, and there's no life in it. I'm talking about good people. Thank the Lord. Can I preach a little while? Jesus came up out of that grave. Do you know who he left behind? He left a messenger behind. You stand right here, and when they come looking, I want you to tell them that they ain't going to find me in a grave. He left. You know what an angel is? The definition of an angel is a messenger of God. 
Praise God. Some people may say, well, my pastor's not an angel. Yeah, he is. If he's, a, he's just a messenger. You're getting mixed up on what you think an angel is. Amen. Praise God. Amen. The angel of the church is here to tell you something this morning. You're not going to find him in dead sacraments. You're not going to find him in man-made traditions. I know it's sad to some people. Some people cry when I tell them this. Amen, but it's the truth. You can't find him in dead things, but he left the messenger. Can I preach to you today where you really can find him? He's not in the tomb anymore. He's not in a sad story anymore. He's not in a gloomy day no more. It's Sunday morning. He's a rose. He's alive. Come on, everybody, worship God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I mean, I want to tell you where he's at. I mean, that'd be a pretty mean preacher to tell you where he ain't. Not tell you where he is. John, the 14th chapter. This is Jesus speaking. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another. This is a capital C, comforter. Amen. Everybody say comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit, capital S, spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him but ye know him. Jesus was telling them ahead of time, I'm not going to be in that grave forever. I'm walking with you right now. And you know me. I'm dwelling with you. But there's coming a day I'm going to be, everybody say, in you. He said, I'm going to be in you. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. But Jesus said, I will come to you. You know, my heart breaks when I think about sincere people looking for Jesus and they're being told everywhere that he ain't. Man, they're being told by prosperity preachers, just send me all your money and, 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 and God will take care of you and he's going to be right beside you. Some of them are saying, come and repeat after me and you're going to find Jesus. You, you can't repeat after anybody and find Jesus. Some of them are saying, if you just shake the preacher's hand, hallelujah, you just found Jesus. Some of them say you sign up and become a member of the church and you just found Jesus. 
But that ain't what the Bible says. The Bible said God sets the members. I said God sets the members. And man, if there's one you don't like, get mad at God. He put them here. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Tell you where you find him. It's in an experience. It's called the Holy Ghost. See, you got Mary and Mary and Mary and Mary and all the Marys. They were going there. And they were just going to anoint his body. They weren't expecting anything in return because in their mind he's a dead man. And a lot of people go into church and they're looking for God but nobody's even told them. It's joy unspeakable. They They don't even know what to expect. They're expecting nothing in return. Maybe just a feeling of of that I honored him. Man, when, when you go put flowers on a grave, my, my dad died in 1995 and he's buried at Mount Carmel Cemetery in Cabot, Arkansas. I've been there twice in a hundred thousand years. The reason is, is I know he's not there. I know he got his name on a rock and all that, but he's not there and and but I mean it's a big deal. People they're going and they're putting flowers and they're doing all this stuff and, and what are they doing? That they're honoring something that's already going on, like and they don't expect anything back. If they did, they <laughs> but people have the same mentality. They go to churches everywhere and they don't even they think they're just honoring the word and honoring Somebody that hung on a cross, and that's good to honor. But there's more than just doing good deeds. There's more than just getting a good feeling. Well, I did what I was supposed to do. I went to church, and I paid my little offering, and I clapped when they said clap, and I stood up, and I did all the stuff, you know. And so, But, but they, they don't even know there's something powerful Waiting on them if they would just press in. Boy, I feel like. Jesus gives us prophecy. I'm with you. But I'm going to be in you. Hallelujah. He appeared unto them 40 days. Teaching them the, the gospel. The ways of God. He tells them to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. Praise God. Man, don't stop until you get the promise. Why would you? Praise God. Why would you go to church without a promise? Why would you do all this stuff without a promise? He said, go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise. So here they are. They don't even know what the promise is. They kind of got a few hints. He said, I'm with you, but I shall be in you. I don't know what that means. He said, well, I don't know. And they're talking among themselves trying to figure out, what, what is this going to be? 
And let me tell you what they were doing. They didn't know. There, there were many obstacles between the first church and that upper room. Hey Amen. They'd walked away from their jobs and careers. They were going against the law. Said you can't even mention Jesus. They were going against everything. Hey Amen. They were there. They, they, they had given up uh, their, their old lives. And, they, and you know what they were doing? For 10 days they were sitting there and they were having a prayer meeting. Everybody say prayer. You'll never get the promise of God without praying. Amen. We pray for people, and I love to pray for people, but I don't pray for people that don't want to pray. Because it's wasting your oxygen. It's wasting your calories. You get tired. If I get tired, I want somebody to get the Holy Ghost because I got tired. Amen. But they don't know what's... They don't know what's awaiting them. The Pharisees are just, they're ritualistic people. They're sacrament people. They, they go through the form of church, but they deny the power. They do things to make them feel good about themselves. And they got these pretty clothes and these pretty hats and, and these scriptures written on their forearm and hanging on their arm. Got their little curls and. They're doing all, all the stuff they think is honoring God. But they're looking for Him in a dead place. They're looking for Him in methods that they'll never find Him. Hey Amen. But a few people, 120 people, had enough faith to believe. If Jesus said, wait for me, go to the upper room and wait, they had enough faith to believe. If I go, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Ten days. Everybody say ten days. ten days. Sometimes it's hard to get people to pray ten minutes. I said some people, ten minutes. Ten seconds, some of them are done. <laughs> Take your hand off them for one second. They must be done. No. Let me tell you something. If you're going to get something from God, it ain't going to be somebody else opening the door for you. Somebody may help you and somebody may join faith with you. And that's all wonderful and good. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to pull the praise and the spices and the ointment out of your own being. You're going to have to open up your own mouth. Don't sit there with your mouth closed when you need something from God. Don't sit there with the sealed up when you need to touch God. So they began to pray. For Ten days they began to pray. And after the first day, can you imagine praying all day long? And Jesus not being anywhere in the midst and wondering, my Lord, are we sitting here wasting our time? Day two, they prayed all day. They took a vote one of them days. I don't remember. They replaced the, the heathen that left the club. Then they started praying again. Ten days here they're praying. Day six, seven, eight, nine, nothing's happened. Maybe they felt like maybe it was just a joke. I know he was here for a while. We've seen him. And I've seen the 
nail-scarred hands. I've seen the prints. I've seen his side. But now he's gone again. He's got us here. But no, let me tell you, every time I believed doubt would come, they would just pray more until faith came back. I tell you, there's things in your life, uh, if you want it to happen, I said if you want it to happen, you're going to have to learn how to persevere. There, there's things that ain't going to happen the first day you start praying. And doubt will try to creep in. You just got to push it right back out. No, I'm not going to be a doubter. I'm going to be a prayer warrior. There's a promise going to happen. They kept on pushing through everything. Finally, on the 50th day, from the beginning of their calendar, it was a day called Pentecost. Pentecost is not an organization. Pentecost is a day on the calendar. But it was on that day that God chose to pour out His Spirit. You know what? On that day, they all received the promise. Praise God. I've seen hundreds of people get the Holy Ghost. Maybe thousands, I don't know. I was just at the prison in Benton a couple weeks ago. Men getting the Holy Ghost never... We just preached the Holy Ghost and they believed it and started praying and God filled them with the Holy Ghost right there. I said, sir, have you, you ever experienced that before? He said, I don't even know what happened to me. He said, the last time y'all were here, I felt something I never felt before. But this time it got all over me. You know what? He just came back again. On the day of Pentecost, the Bible said when it was fully come, they were all in one place in one accord. You know what one accord is? That means unity. Everybody in the room wanted the same thing. At the Tower of Babel, they were in unity, but they were in unity and disobedience. They were doing just the opposite in unity of what God wanted them to do. But at Pentecost, they got in unity of what God wanted them to do. And when people get in unity of what God wants you to do, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting There appeared unto them cloven tongues. A cloven tongue is a split. Like a cloven hoof is a split hoof. A cloven tongue is a split tongue. It said it appeared unto them fire. Like a cloven tongue. The Holy Ghost came on them. It was saying that. Now 
They were not just going to speak in whatever language they spoke, Aramaic, Hebrew, whatever they spoke. They were going to speak in the tongue of angels also. The Bible said they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. They didn't go to Jimmy Swaggart's school to learn how to speak in tongues. They went to an old-fashioned prayer meeting. And at that prayer meeting, they were speaking whatever language they normally spoke. And when the Holy Ghost fell on them, they began to speak. Come on, it's real, it's real. I know it's real. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, if you're in search of the living God, you got to do it the Bible way. Amen. If you just want a title, you can do it however you want to do it. Nowadays, you can just say you are whatever you want to be. Praise God. Hallelujah. I. I thought about trying to identify as uh, somebody that already paid their taxes. <laughs> Praise God. I get a phone call. That's what I thought about saying. My pronoun is I already paid them. <laughs> Praise God. I don't think it'll work. You can't call yourself a Christian without being a Bible Christian. You can't say I identify as born again when you ain't ever been born again. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. They all got the Holy Ghost in that upper room. I've been in some big places where a lot of people got the Holy Ghost at the same time. And everybody responds different. Some people just sit there and cry. Some people jump up and down. Some people roll on the floor. Some of them lay down on the floor. Some of them fall on the floor. They all do this. They all get happy. said they all get happy when they get up they even love their enemies how does that happen when you get Jesus Christ the living God inside of you it'll change you I can imagine 120 people all getting the Holy Ghost at the exact same time must have created quite a scene hallelujah amen because they didn't get the, the new age Holy Spirit. They got the New Testament Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, the people that were around started watching this thinking, my Lord, what a circus. There's people probably thinking that right now about this church. My Lord, like Barnum and Bailey. 
Amen. Wait till you join. You join, you'll be the one shooting out of a cannon probably. Praise God. Hey, it was wild the day it started. It was so wild. So wild that if they would have been given a field sobriety test, they would all failed. Hey, I'm in the Bible. Because <laughs> they said these men are full of new wine. Peter said, uh, they're drunk all right. <laughs> but not as you suppose. They're not drunk like you get drunk. He said, but this is that. That was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, saith the Lord, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And when he pours it out on you, you can't stay the same. It will change you. It opened up the door for Simon Peter, the man who had the keys of the kingdom. The inquisitive nature of the people watching opened the door. Amen. I'm telling you, all God wants is a door of utterance. All he wants is a door open where, amen, the messengers can tell you what it is. And the man with the keys of the kingdom started preaching a message. He preached, you just crucified Jesus. He, he, started, he preached about everything in the book. That was his first sermon, too. He did pretty good. And uh, so anyway, he, he talked about the end of time and the blood, the moon turning to blood. And he, he, was, he was convicting them. He was scaring them. He was, well, he was doing all. <laughs> he was throwing down. And this is what real preaching does. It convicts the heart. As God confirms his word. At the end of this little, whatever it was, 30 scripture message, 45, whatever. They were convicted. The Bible said they were pricked in their heart. You know what? The word of God will show you there's things that need to change in your life. You got to get better. You got to make changes. Some people think, who are you talking to? That you know all my business. Nobody knows your business, but God knows your business. Amen. So he preaches the message. They're pricked in the heart. Convicted. So they, they look at the disciples. They're, they're kind of sobering up a little bit now. They're all standing there. Simon, Peter, and all the rest of the apostles are standing there. And they say, "Uh, Men and brethren, what shall we do? You know what they're saying is how? How can I get rid of this conviction? 
How, how do I find the living God like you got? How do I get the joy that you got? How do I experience what you're just experiencing? I don't want to be a bystander. And the man with the keys to the kingdom simply says this, repent. Everybody say repent. Repent. You know what that means? You've got to turn. A preacher that says you ain't got to change is a lying preacher. He's a false prophet. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. If he tells you, you don't have to repent. The man with the key said, repent and be baptized. Every one of you, how? In the name of Jesus Christ. Why do I have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ? I'll tell you why. Because the man with the keys to the kingdom said, it's for the remission of your sins. Remission comes from the word remit, which means the cancellation of debt. The wages of sin is death. So you're welcome to pay for your own sins if you would like to, or you don't have to. You can get baptized in Jesus' name. And he said, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you. He was talking to them. Unto you and unto your children and to all that are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Let me tell you where you're going to find the living God. You ain't going to find him in a dead place. You're not going to find him at a dead. I'm sorry. Uh, I went to a funeral one time. And they didn't let me go up for some reason. But they went up. He said, if you're not a member of this church, you can't come up. And by the way, if you're not a member of this church, you can't come up. That's who I want to come up. <laughs> Amen. Everybody else is just having to live with it right now. But anyway, I went to a funeral, and I, I wasn't allowed to go up. Uh, because I think somebody told them I was coming. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I sat there, and people walked by and uh, walked by and opened their mouth as this guy throws stuff in their mouth like this. I thought, oh. Who knows? Praise God. And they were just, this is the best wafer I've ever had. And they walked out as dead as they walked in. They walked out as lifeless as they walked in. You're not, you're not going to find Jesus in the catacombs. You're not going to find Jesus in a dead, lifeless experience. Amen. But if you want something real to happen to you. See, what I wish I had 
was this big old billboard that had before and afters of everybody in this church that you could have walked in and seen, oh, who, that, who, that's that person? What, huh, who, huh, what? You would know something happened to them people. They're not extremists. They got a hold of something. Come on, everybody in the house, stand up and lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On this resurrection Sunday morning. Thrill my soul. If everybody in this building got another drink of the living God. Another taste. Another experience. Another breakthrough. I'll tell you something. After God has moved obstacles and you have found him. If you ever walk away, I'll tell you what happens the time you next time you come back, there'll be more than one obstacle. There'll be multiple ones. But I got a message for you. The same God that rolled that one stone away, He can roll them all away. He can. The devil wants you to think you done messed up. You, you've already tasted and you, you, you backed up. Maybe you did. But there's the God that his specialty is moving things. Everything that you're worried about in your mind, I, I can't, I, that, no. There's no way I could. It's just, you've thought it and you've thought it until you believe it. And I want to tell somebody, I may be preaching to one lost sheep right now, I don't know. That in your mind you've checked out. It's what God dealt with me about. Somebody in their mind. He's thinking he's moved it for me once. He won't. He won't do it again. I'm telling you, the same thing you did the first time. If you'll pull that praise out. If you can find your praise one more time. <laughs> Well, I backed up. I just can't praise him. No, you got to find it. You got to. The devil don't want me preaching this. I want to tell you, it's still there. Give me that old. This is how I know. Because man was created to serve something. You go down to the football game, there's a hundred thousand people. What are they doing? They're praising. 
go down to the gym, you know what they're doing? They're looking in the mirror and they are praising. Everybody. It's built into you to praise and worship and serve something. So I know it's in there. All you got to do is pull it out of your pocket, get it out of your heart, get it out of your mind. God, I know I don't deserve it, but I come to praise you one more time. I've come to pour my praise out upon you. Somebody would begin to pour praise out on him. You're going to refine. You're going to rediscover. He's the same God. Maybe you got a touch when you were a child and you ain't felt it since then. I want to tell you if you'll pour that praise out one more time, you're going to find that God again. Come on, don't tell me it ain't in you. It's built in you. You couldn't get it out. You just got to do it. Come on, I wish somebody just begin to pray. I've come to pour my praise on you, God. Like Mary's alabaster box. Somebody's going to find a Savior. Somebody's going to find hope again. Come on. Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. You got enough faith to just pour your praise out on him one more time. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on, sir. Open your mouth. Let him hear you. Come on, young person. Come on, open your mouth. Let praise come out. (laughs) Come on, the Holy Ghost is here to help you. is here to help you.